0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business in Dawa podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Anani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this session five of day two of the African Family Business Research Conference, which is being hosted for you by African Family Firms and the Nelson Mandela University Family Business Unit. On this session, we have the topic, family businesses in Okwalusa Kwemfuyo Herding Livestock. Yes herding like herding livestock conceptualizing the philosophy within the KOSA people as a practice. And to share this will be Mr. Siabonga Sirai. And I give the floor to you, sir.
1: Uh thank you so much. Um good afternoon everyone. Uh this is the women's month in South Africa. Uh happy women's month to all the women out there and keep shining. Now, the paper that I'll be presenting to you is titled Um D Family Business in Ugualu Sua Gwen uh, where I'll be conceptualizing uh the philosophy within KOSA people as a practice. Now, before um you know I carry on, my presentation is structured. Um unfortunately I didn't you know uh write uh, or, or include the table of content um on my on, on, on my presentation. Now My presentation will be uh, containing the introduction and background, the rationale, of the study, and the characteristics of a family business and the formality of family businesses, and, of course, the importance of livestock to Cosa people. And also, I'll also be showing you the main forms of livestock that Cosa people use to conduct businesses. Right. Uh, I'm trying to just minimize this. Okay. Now, the introduction and background to, 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 to my paper is, uh, you know, just to introduce you who Kosa people are. Um, now, the Kosa people are known as hunter and headers and the secondary largest cultural group after Zulu people in South Africa who form, form part of Bengal ethnic group. Eastern Cape borders Guazulana Tali to the Eastern Cape Zulfault is home to Kosa people. Furthermore, Eastern Cape is an open land with mountains, rivers, and bushes uh, for Qasa people, where they easily breed various forms of their main um, traditional livestock, ranging from goat, cow, and sheep. Moreover, these various types of livestock served as values and customs in the form of dignity, pride, and love to many families uh, within the tradition of the Qasa nation for centuries. Hence the tradition and wealth of the family uh, of the family business of the Kasa Nation is rotated from Pukualuso heading of livestock as a core indigenous system and that ensures the life of the currency within Bataring as a means of trading from family uh, to family. Now, I just want to mention to you, ladies and gentlemen, that my paper is still uh, a work in progress. Now, the reason for conducting this paper, which is the rationale behind my paper or the study, uh, the monetary bill is that the monetary value has become the focal point in conducting business and surviving in the modern economy. However, monetary value is less important to rural and informal areas people in, the, in conducting business. Livestock is the indigenous currency, living currency and valuable asset in, in which CASA people used to conduct business. Therefore, Previous studies by Shava and Masuku have shown that there's limited studies that have, have been conducted on livestock as they as the live in indigenous currency and business to Kosa people. Hence, this paper seeks to address how Kosa people use livestock as a non-monetary mechanism in doing business. Which takes me to my next slide because I feel like it's so important for me to also highlight the characteristics of a family business. When I'm also talking about family business in this context from a closer perspective. Now, family business, as the name suggests, is then is the business in which a single family owns majority percentage of ownership. And the sorry, um, also the family, sorry, also, also the family possesses voting control and it has power over strategic decision, and it has the involvement of multiple generations of the same family. And the last, but not least, the uh, senior management of the business is drawn from the family. Now, in the next, in the next section of my slides, um, I will be showing you how do Cosa people use livestock as a non-monetary mechanism in doing business. But before we get into that, it is very important for me to also, you know, um, show you the formality of Cosa family businesses. Most of the many businesses within the CrossA people operate in an informal sector. What is an informal sector? An informal sector is mostly characterized by food and food market, street vendors, rural uh, or informal areas. Business, businesses that operate in the informal sector are really registered at national and regional level and do not pay taxes. This means that um, within the, you know, the South African context, uh informal sector businesses that are operating in the informal sector they are not registered to CIPC, the, the the company for intellectual and property commission that is the the national and regional level and they are not tax compliant therefore livestock which is treated as so many business by cross people falls under informal sector since form since form of business is mostly unregistered now in this slide, I'm showing you the importance of how important livestock is to Kosa people and conducting business. Livestock is an integral part of many facets of indigenous tribes' daily existence, in addition to serving as a method of subsistence. Furthermore, Shava stated that in Kosa rural communities, the role that monetary, the, 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 that, sorry, that money plays in, in contemporary capitalist system is substituted by livestock as a social currency to cross a true butter exchange. The way that, that, that goat, cattle and sheep are headed places the importance of non-monetary currency in a traditional business system among crosser families. In this regard, Alpra added that the majority of indigenous tribes, including crossers, who are classified as poor by modern Western capitalist standards of wealth, do so by relying on a thriving alternative family business in the form of non-monetary economy built around their livestock, which serves as a multi-purpose and living indigenous money or a living indigenous uh, currency. This is especially a fundamental point when compared to the monetary system volatility, which can abstractly depreciate with serious consequences for a family's capacity to support its living expenses and future security. Hence, uh, you now emphasize that cattle's and ships are still considered the most important livestock by cross of families in doing business to survive in the current South African volatile monetary economy. All right. So let me just quickly uh, go back to the previous slide. Before I move, I move to, I move on to the next slide. I just want to emphasize that because this is the topic that is also close to my heart. Um, when I was conceptualizing this topic, um, I was triggered by the fact that I also have practical experience. You know, um, in, 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 livestock. And I grew up in a family that is breeding livestock. And when I had to register at uh, the, at university, um, I, you know, I think that was back in 2013 when I had to come to university. I didn't have any funding, bazaar and all of that. But my father managed to sell two cows, um, at the time. And each car was costing 8,000 rand. So that was 16,000 rand. And my registration was 5,500. And then the rest, I think I was renting a bedroom at Sweden Township, um, which was costing 800 rand per month at the time back then in 2013. I think I was doing my, my, my first year. So, um, I just want to emphasize that that's how important livestock is. So it goes a long way, um, in terms of also supporting, uh, family living expenses. Now, in this slide, I'm showing you the main forms of livestock within Kosa Nation. This is a very interesting one, and I love these forms of um, a livestock because these are the forms of livestock that we utilize the most. Um, you know, within uh, in, you know within within the Kosa nation. Now, the first form of livestock is goat, cattle, and sheep. Now, the importance of each of these livestock and how they are used to conduct businesses uh, by Kosa, by, Kosa, sorry, by Kosa people. goat and cattle are considered sacred uh, in Kosa culture because they supply food, milk and clothing, making hides. They also represent the harmony between the material world of the human and the spiritual realm of their ancestors and all other gods. Hence, the functions of goat and cattle. Are- considered common in conducting the family business activities within the CROSA nation. The strategic way in which goat and cattle are headed by COSA communities from an early childhood relates to the forest and rivers. This is to boost and ensure that they have stronger health system from childhood to adulthood as they become the most important livestock for COSA family businesses in certain traditional functions, including ritual and ritual and funerals. For example, some Kosovo families do not have every form of livestock. Therefore, trade takes place between Kosa families when one family exchanges one cow where the tank goes to either perform a certain ritual or for the purpose of breeding. However, the value of the sheep is not as important as the value of the goat and cattle. Sheep in Kosa family culture is normally traded for social gathering festivities such as Christmas and parties. Furthermore, the sheepskin in Kosa culture is utilized to paint rontavels. Now, in terms of the generational wealth, the question of you know the generational wealth. So, now, livestock has a long history of a uh, generational wealth in Kosa communities from century to century. The generational wealth of livestock within Kosa communities lies not only on food skin clothing, lobola, and other various activities, but also on, on the investment. Breeding of livestock does not always start by means of butter exchange, but, but also by means of investment. For example, the cattle is the most valuable and difficult form of livestock to breed and herd in crosser culture. This means that the cattle worth more than the other forms of livestock, which is goat and sheep in the crosser communities. Moreover, the generational wealth of cattle is generated through the venture of cattle as an investment transaction that takes place between closer families. This means that one family lends one female cow to the other family in agreement that when the loaned cow gives birth up to three cows, which is as form of interest. The shareholder, which means the family that holds the ownership of the initial cow loaned, will, will get the loaned cow plus a two calf as return on investment and leave the, the sorry the debenture holder, the family that holds the ownership of the debenture with one female cow. The female cow carries over to generation. Uh, Sorry, to generate more wealth from generation to generation for centuries. This also creates more employment as more shepherds are needed, with number which number of cows increases from year to year as a result of the of cattle. Now, in this slide, I am just I'm showing you the multiple use and role of livestock within coastal communities. And um in, in my previous when I, when I, when I in my in my introduction and background slide, I also you know mentioned that KOSA, they also form part of Nguni uh Nguni Group, which which also there's also solution. Um now the principles and values of heading livestock. The principles include stewardship, judicial duty, and the values include taking care of wealth, a growing value, and delivering on a sustainable asset, preserve a family legacy. The ability to feed yourself. Now, in conclusion, livestock continues, it continues to play a popular role in lives of CASA people as a way of sustainable, sorry, of sustainability and security. Livestock also proves it to be a traditional way in which CASA people conduct business from generation to generation for centuries. Furthermore, various forms of main livestock generate wealth. In different ways with, within Kosa communities. Most of Kosa businesses, uh, utilize their livestock in the, in the informal sector. Therefore, monetary value holds no significance to Kosa people as there is an education part of it in the form of, uh, investment, uh, investment in the pension of cattle. Thank you. That is the end of my presentation. Um, thank you
0: so much, Siamongasi. Um, that was a very interesting presentation. And I have a couple of questions in the chat box for you. So, um, Alma says, see, a very interesting topic. Is there a generational gap with regards to succession when you talk to the older generation who are more conservative compared to the younger generation?
1: yeah um thank you that is a very important and also um a very a very um a trick question at the same time however i always relate to myself you know when it comes to generational gap you know when it comes to this topic um if we look at the uh, you know coastal rural areas you know we've got elders there most of them they are not from the educational background But it is also us, which, you know, who also have um, education, but coming from that background. Uh, But however, how they do things, um, you know, with the elders and the way they do things, they still keep the same principles and values. And with us, you know, with the educated generation, when we go back, even when I go back home, some of the things that I was taught, you know, growing up, you know, heading offline, heading the livestock and everything, um, um, I, you know, I, I, I forgot some of those things. So there is uh, a lot of generational gap and also there is a lot of need to, and to, 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 you know, to demonstrate to the public on how closer people, um, you know, conduct their businesses using their livestock. I'm not sure if, um, answer the question.
0: Yes. Thank you, Sia. All
1: right.
0: Um, thank you, Sia. And then what Next can people? Keep- Yes. What can people from the Western context learn and apply that will assist them in better managing the succession process inside their business?
1: Let's say the question again.
0: What can people from a Western context learn and apply that will assist them in better managing the succession process inside their businesses?
1: All right. Um Within the Corsa, within the kosa culture because um here as i've demonstrated already i'm just showing I'm, I'm just showing how the kosa kosa people conduct business from the COSA perspective however um in terms of there's also a, there's, oh, there was also a point whereby I showed you the principles and values um you know that you inherit from heading off livestock and also from doing businesses using the livestock i think we In nowadays, we tend to modernize most of the things and forget the culture where we are coming from. And as a result, you know, from, you know, people from other countries, you know, maybe, for example, from European countries, they come into our country and they start writing uh, about our culture and they start sharing with how we live and with how we do things with our culture. For example, you know, just to make an example to the question that I was asked. if I go out with 100 to head 100 cows and I come back with 99, um, 99 cows, uh, what I need to do is to investigate what happened to the missing cow. And I need to correct that incident from happening and ensure that I put some measurements in place. So you know, from the closer perspective, we are very, very careful uh, in terms of how we, how we do business with our livestock.
0: Thank you so much, Sia, for that answer. The next question is, do you think that this philosophy underlies other business practices evidence among, amongst family, African family
1: businesses? Yes. Um, I do think so. I do think so. This is the indigenous way of doing business, uh, within, 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 um, within, um, African, 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 you know, family businesses. Um, and, you know, particularly from in South Africa. And with Kosa people, this is how they conduct their businesses. This is how, in everything, you know, with, with, with conducting business using the livestock, start with heading of livestock, which is Ukwalus so Open And Ukwalus so Open is a special concept that we use uh, for, for heading is sort of a heading of livestock. So I think, yeah, uh, in terms of, um, in terms of just to you know, respond to your question, in terms of um, African family businesses, um, Yes, the indigenous way of doing business um, within 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 African family businesses, from a closer perspective. Um, yes, I think this is. Uh, what was your question again? Sorry.
0: The question was, do you think this philosophy underlies other business practices evident amongst African family businesses?
1: Yes, it does. It does. Based on my explanation, it does.
0: Right. Thank you. Then the next question does livestock as a form of currency not prevent those using it from entering into the mainstream economy?
1: Does livestock as?
0: Does livestock as a form of currency not prevent those using it
1: from entering into the mainstream economy? Well, um, that is a very good question as well, but we must understand that in South Africa, SMM is at at the biggest contributors to the gross domestic product of the country. So, if, in, even though they are operating in an informal sector and using their livestock and all of that, they are still contributing to the economy because there's also employment part of it, um, you know, um, um, with doing businesses using the livestock. So, I don't think that they, they, they are prevented in terms of getting into the mainstream because, you know, of course, um, I think when we, when we also talk about the mainstream, we also talk about big businesses, um, you know, also big family businesses. However, in this context, you know, the, you know, my, my, my emphasis is also, you know, within the SMM is about family, of family businesses in the informal sector. So, yes, the, 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 so the answer to your question, they are not prevented from entering the mainstream.
0: Thank you. And Sanelis Siwe. Uh, saying, I think your study is an excellent approach to recentering Afro-centered approaches to business. It underscores an important lesson of how the family and business has historically and continues to be able to organize communities around and for the benefit of its operating context. It is truly an exciting study and relevant in the in the climate of decolonizing business in South Africa and academia. Thank you so much. Um, Victor also says, very interesting title. Sounds very much like you were explaining how institutions survive even on the periphery. I'm certainly looking forward to reading this. Um, Victor also then asked, is this going to be an ethnographic study? Is Did you get this what? Is this going to be an ethnographic study?
1: All right. Um, I'm not sure if I, you know, I, 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 understand the question correctly, but the study is, um, mainly focusing for me, the study is mainly focusing in, 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 in indigenous, uh um, you know, Tosa family business, but specifically from, from the Tosa perspective. So, uh, I'm not sure if, you know, this is the question that, you know, who was that? Was it Victor or Raymond?
0: Yes, that was Victor. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can perhaps help you there because this is a yes. difficult question. Uh, ethnography, as I understand it, I've never used it, but it's a qualitative method, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a study through direct observation of users in their natural environment, um, rather than doing a study like we used to. So I think what he's asking is, are you going to, uh, directly observe this uh, will that be part of your methodology or are you going to do interviews or what what is your methodology that you will be using
1: yes um thank you so much thank you Marcel. thank you so much prof uh you know remember when i when i started when i started with my presentation i said that this is a work in progress however the, 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 methodology that will be employed in the study will be a qualitative method. And I've also mentioned that I, I also have practical experience, you know, you know, in this topic. So I will also be using, um, you know, secondary data where I will also be, um, you know, extracting data from the pictures, videos and books and also, um, you know, journals.
0: Right. Um, thank you so much. And, um, Sunelem. Says this is a very interesting study. Well done. Thank you for sharing your story and making it personal. Um, also, um, Shelly says interesting study and important that indigenous systems be understood by all. And Elmerie says we need more topics like this in, in an African context and all the presentations the past few days have been interesting. Thank you to the contributors uh pakami patrick says thank you very much sia this is a very interesting study i like how you're able to conceptualize the idea of family business within a family within an african perspective because it promotes african scholarship and through this uh, it is a deep uh positive is a it is a positive step towards knowledge democracy um Lamla goes on to say, an interesting study and very close to home. I also have firsthand experience of having been sent to school with money from selling livestock, and this continues to be the biggest source of income from my home village. And then finally, Welcome says, congratulations to UCR for your presentation. It carries in it potential contributions and African business knowledge. You just reminded me of the barter trade system African people used to use before the introduction of money. So I think that is all the feedback and the questions that we had in our chat box. Thank you so much. Once again, Sia, I think you uh, your topic has completely blown us out of the water and has given us a lot to think of, especially with indigenous African family businesses. I would like to wrap up this morning session of the African family business research conference and thank everybody who attended. And we look forward to having you join us once again at four o'clock and the afternoon session will be anchored and reconvened Mm -hmm. by my co-founder Niki Anani and the team at Nelson Mandela University so thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you Sitsi, thank you all the presenters, thank you.